Welcome to the Partnership Economy. This podcast explores the power of partnerships through candid conversations with industry leaders. Join our hosts, Dave Yavano, CEO, and Todd Crawford, co-founder of Impact.com, as they unpack the future of partnerships as a lever for scale and an opportunity to put the consumer first. Welcome back to the Partnership Economy Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Crawford, and we've got another exciting episode for you today featuring our guest, Craig McGlynn. Craig has over a decade of experience in the affiliate space and was previously head of publishers for the Amazon Associate Program. He is currently the Managing Director and Executive Vice President of Agency at Perform CB, an affiliate management agency that represents a diverse portfolio of clients from startups to enterprise companies with a focus on subscription and financial services. Today, we'll hear insights and personal stories from Craig on how the approach to partnerships has evolved and matured, benefits of running an affiliate program with an agency, and their relationship with publishers, as well as evolving performance-based payment models with content commerce partnerships. This was a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy. Craig? Thanks for coming on. It's great to have you. I'm excited to dig in today. We've got a lot of stuff to cover. Before I guess we get into the meat and potatoes, let's start at the beginning, or at least the beginning of your uh, affiliate performance career. Um, how, how did you get into the to the industry? Thanks so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it, and uh, and excited to talk to you. I had a, a you know a career in in sales leadership and general management across a number of businesses and. That led me to to Amazon. I was up in Seattle. I was running the corporate gift card team there, and and uh, I I had a, a really good working knowledge of digital marketing. And so I was approached at one point by the head of our associates team, and and so our associates team is kind of the the grandparent of all affiliate marketing programs uh, for Amazon. It's a uh, a really respectable percentage of of Amazon's total revenue and hundreds of thousands of, of productive publishers. It was a really big, meaty program, and they asked me to come in and head up the publisher facing part of that business. And I, I just jumped on it immediately, had a had a had um, just an instant love affair with Affiliate based on that. It was really an interesting experience to kind of see under the hood of, of one of the biggest programs. And and with the amount of data that that we could collect, it was it was just fascinating to kind of see you know what what levers actually move product sales in 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 an affiliate context and and above and beyond that it was just a it was a really interesting uh, affiliate in general is a, and particularly at Amazon was a really interesting um, type of experience from just like you never knew what you were walking into any given day of the week if you'll if you'll suffer me for a second I'll I'll give you a quick anecdote so I came in one came in one day and. Uh, I got a call from the head of uh, our toy division, and he says, "You know, you guys sent me so much traffic on this one SKU that we ran out in like 30 seconds." He's, he's like, "I need you to look into this." So, turned out that the traffic flow came from—I know I'm dating myself here—but one of the original members of Star Trek, George Takei. <laughs> so, so George, he was an affiliate of ours, and apparently, he enjoyed kind of writing irreverent, sort of snarky product reviews. And at this point in time, Sharknado was a really, uh, like a viral sensation as a movie. And so George bought this inflatable remote controlled shark 
and he was flying it around his house and just torturing his his husband with with this shark and he wrote a, a a quick blog post about it and we sold out all our sharks so um so i reported this back to our head of toys and he says to me well you can't do that and i said well isn't this a good problem to have he says no no that's a bad customer experience to be out of stock on something he goes i need you to call george and tell him that he needs to give us two or three weeks of lead time before he blogs about any of our products <laughs> so i call I, I i actually you know hunt down george i call him this super nice guy and i and so towards the end of the conversation i said george look can you do me a favor could could you give us a little lead time uh, next time you blog about one of our products uh, our toys or whatever so we can be in a good inventory position and it's just dead silence for like a minute and then he goes no and he hung up on <laughs> i i spent like the next 10 minutes laughing and my boss walks in and he goes what's so funny and i said i just love this job this is so much fun wow i mean starting at amazon is definitely uh more than getting your feet wet that is uh swimming in the deep end right away and uh it's got to have been just an amazing uh journey just starting there uh, obviously you've had a lot of other experiences like you said to get where you are today which uh I guess would be a good uh, segue here to just talk about Perform CB. Like, um, what what are some of the services? How big is the company? What's your kind of footprint look like? One of the thing, one of the funniest things. I, I apologize if this is sidebarring a little bit, but but one of the funniest things about agencies was I was like, God, these people are unusually happy that work at agencies, and so I, I started to kind of dig in a little bit more and. I wound up going to um, into the agency side of the business after being on the advertiser side and then the publisher side. And so I've been at uh, Perform CB for about two years now. It's a it's a uh, an old company in terms of affiliate. So um, the company originally started as ClickBooth back in 2002, which is uh, a historic ad network uh, affiliate network that's um, has you know been repeatedly named best network in in our industry. That has morphed into basically three companies coming under the roof and rebranding as Perform CB. So um, you've got ClickBooth, you've got Adperio, which is now our media buying team, and then you've got Ignite OPM, which is now our affiliate agency, all under the umbrella of Perform CB. It's it's um, it's over 200 people, uh, you know, a, a significant revenue, largely a North American footprint, but but definitely delivers global services to our clients. Probably the most interesting part of our, our company, and, and I say this as somebody who's running the agency side, is that Adperio and ClickBooth, which um, uh, are, are historically kind of our network side of our business, have have rebranded as what we call our outcome engine. And, um, and so basically, you know, we offer the tech and the expert team to allow clients to pick their outcome, right? So kind of in the spirit of affiliate, you know, if you want new customers, if you want incremental sales, if you want leads, uh, we deliver that on a performance basis. And and why I why I kind of highlight that is because as an agency, our key differentiator is, is we can plug immediately into this great traffic source. And so from a cultural perspective, it's been a great fit for me. And we're doing a lot of really interesting things in in the business in terms of tech and we we were recently named an impact uh diamond agency partner which we're super proud of because we are in many ways an impact first organization we 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 leverage the platform for just about everything and um and so we're really proud of that 
talking a little bit more about the agency component, right, over at, at Performance CB, what, and you had that up. So, I mean, what does a typical client profile look like and how are you pitching to them? Like, is it, okay, of course there's affiliate and other partnerships, but then you also have, you know, like you said, kind of these media buying. So is it, is it a comprehensive solution? Is it more targeted? You start with A and, and move them through B and C or kind of what's your approach to customers and, and busy affiliate? Generally speaking, uh, our, our clients kind of bucket into a few different areas. One is, um, you know, like, like most affiliate agencies, we've got this, this, um, grab bag of really interesting e-commerce retailers that either have an, a mature affiliate program or are breaking into affiliate. Ignite OPM was always an interesting case. I remember them back like when I was at Viglink working with different agencies as the the agency that kind of cornered the market in subscription programs. And so we've continued to kind of have a, a good amount of those as clients. And then uh, we have a, a, a really good beachhead established also in finance programs. And so we deliver kind of a, a soup to nuts solution in terms of, of managing programs. So we'll focus on kind of the key ingredients, which are high growth and, and uh, clean programs. So we have, you know, patented, um, you know, anti-fraud measures and, and compliance, best in class compliance function. And then one of the kind of critical differentiators for me is, is that because we have this network, we have some of the best point of leverage to speak to some of the, the biggest publishers that everybody wants to be in business with because we're spending so much money with them on behalf of other clients. And so, you know, one of the, like when I'm participating in the sales process, one of the, one of the first things that complaints that we hear is, Hey, I started an affiliate program and I can't get a single damn publisher to respond to me. You know, I thought I would just open my program and Buzzfeed and, you know, Meredith and everybody else would be pounding on my door, right? But nobody, nobody will even respond to my emails, let alone pick up the phone. So, um, so we, we really, you know, I mean, the purpose, like in my experience, the, the, the biggest kind of currency of an affiliate agency is their relationships. And, and we feel like we're best in class there. If you're enjoying this podcast and want to learn how partnerships can help your business, visit impact.com, the world's leading partnership management platform. For 25 years, everyone sold affiliate as performance only. You only pay when you get a sale or a lead or a subscription. And, uh, you know, the, the paid placements and things were seen as just nominal, minimal kind of little icing on the cake in some cases. It wasn't as big of a part of the, the, the you know, annual or quarterly spend. So how are you helping brands understand? Because, I mean, I've seen these large content commerce, like the BuzzFeeds of the world, the wire cutters on panels saying they get hundreds and hundreds, even thousands of inquiries from brands a week or a month to be in their content. So the, 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 the demand is far outstripping the supply. So it really does put the publishers in, the, in control here. Yeah, that's a, it's a great point. It's a puzzle that we solve every day and it's different for, for every publisher. So that I think the, the, the kind of the meta points here are, um, something I said earlier, which is that, you know, the, the currency of a good agency is, is their relationships. Right. And so, um, so for us, 
you know, we're, we're spending so much on, on a lot of these sought after publishers that, um, that we just, you know, we can to some degree get the door open and, and get good placements at, at the right economics. You know, that probably the biggest challenge there is, is to partner up with that publisher in such a way that you're delivering something as close to a forecast as you can, you know, that, I mean, ultimately this all boils down to, to financials. Right. And so, I mean, there, there's, there's also, you know, a, a separate discussion thread we could probably have around like, is the content right for the placement and it does the brand align with the audience and, and those types of things. But, but ultimately people are most concerned about if I spend $50,000 on a spot in this high, you know, traffic real estate editorial site, um, am I, Am I going to generate a positive ROAS from that? And am I going to get some sales out of it? Um, what I've tried to do in, in my role is to make sure that we have a, the best, you know, data sources we can to advise on the, on the probable outcome of a placement like that. So, you know, again, like there's, there's all sorts of moving parts in there in terms of like, of, of like, you know, number of eyeballs and, and is this the right slot for, for this brand and and, uh, you know, audience alignment and things like that. But ultimately, like, can we get them a better rate than they could get off the street? Can we get them a better rate than uh, another agency could? And could we, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, for lack of a better term, kind of guarantee that they're going to get a good out outcome from that placement? So one of the funny things about about preaching agency is, is, that, um, is that you just, people don't understand unless they either take a program in-house or start a program themselves, how many moving parts there are in an affiliate program, right? I mean, you've got so many relationships that you have to manage and so many back and forths with just a particular optimization that um, you really almost need all those extra sets of expert hands just to get it done. I mean, there's, you know, I've seen, I've seen too many instances where somebody said, hey, I'm, I'm just going to hire somebody to do this for me, right? Because an agency just doesn't feel like the right move for me. And what happens is, is ultimately they just go, they just go, okay, so this person's managing 50, hundred productive partners and they're, um, trading thousands of emails a day and they don't really have a good sort of sense of, of, of where the growth is going to come from. So we really try and handle all of that interaction, but ultimately again, back to your original question. Yeah, we, we, um, we just, we try and give them anybody that's that's spending flat fee dollars or entering into a hybrid placement. We try and give them the the right tools to understand that um, this is going to generate a positive ROAS. It's going to generate sales for them. It's going to generate good, a good new customer output for them. And ultimately, if it doesn't perform to expectation, there's there's um, you know, there's potentially some type of a, of a make good or something like that to, um, to make sure that, that their spend didn't just get thrown into the ether. I know brands can be a little nervous, you know, coughing up 50 K in this example or 10 K or 5 K, um, for these kind of placements or partnerships. The other side of the coin is that the publisher doesn't want to take your money and run. They want you to come back and spend more. They want it to be a long-term partnership. Um, they're not, um, looking for, you know, one and done. And also the agency doesn't want to, they want to spend 
the money wisely, right? They want to sh- show the value of their experience and relationships and, and ability to measure and, and show that this was a smart investment or the beginning of a smart investment. And I think, you know, to your point too about partnering with agencies, I, I can count on one hand the number of brands that have significant resources for their partnerships, affiliate, influencers, et cetera. Amazon being one of them. And I bet you all of them would say they wish they had more, but just an example, I don't, I mean, what types of, how many people were on the associates team in Amazon? Cause I know that's a huge number. Funny enough, it, it's actually not as big as you think <laughs> that there were probably twice as many developers as there were business people, but the business team was, was actually embarrassingly small. You probably could, uh, count it on two hands. Um, and, and so I, I don't know how big it is, but again, I, I get the, I get the reason that they had the, the, the developers cause they had their own tech, right? And so you have to not only maintain it, but you do need to build new features and expand its capabilities. But even, even if it were 10 people, let's just use that as a nice round number. There are not a lot of brands that have even two people running their affiliate channel. So it, it's definitely significant. Obviously it's a big program, but they also, you know, have different roles that they're doing. And that's where an agency comes in where I see a lot of enterprise brands, especially partnering with agencies so that they, they do have an in-house team, maybe two, three people, which they know they could not run this program to scale. So the agency supplements that and they work together, right, to, to make this happen. So I think that's that's the other side of this is that, you know, most programs are under-resourced and not realizing the potential of the channel. I, I can say that with confidence. I, I've seen it from day one, from 1998, you know, and uh, it, it, it does take a, a significant amount of resources to make this move. It's, it's not a machine that you plug money into, right? It's, it's, it's about relationships and negotiations and optimization, right? Amazon probably isn't a great example there either because that was an embarrassment of riches. And so they were just, you know, the, the types of, the types of optimizations that, that were done there were, um, they were done just to generate like high value actions rather than, you know, um, I, I think, I think, uh, ultimately, you know, the, one of the sort of North stars of that program was to spend the least amount you could on commissions. Right. And, and most, most brands should not have that as a North star. It should be, it should be about growth. Yeah. I think the, the larger the brand, the more they take for granted or take advantage of the channel in, in either lower commissions or under resourcing it. I mean, I've always said it. The one thing great about partnerships is that the return on ad spend is decided before anybody puts a link on their site because the commission rate. And typically the return on ad spend is so much higher in that channel that it, it helps cost average the other channel. So when they look at their overall spend, if the affiliate is 10, 20, 30% of the revenue and it's a much smaller percentage of the spend, it's, it's cost averaging everything down. So when they look at their one number, it looks better because of this channel. And I think that almost sometimes hurts it because it, you can't get the, the alternative commercial arrangement as easily, even just the paid placements, much less like a hybrid, a CPC or a CPC against a CPA. 
um, which I, I personally feel is where the industry needs to go to really make this scale. I think sticking to 100% commission-based arrangements is going to, at some point, at the publisher or partner level, put you at a disadvantage that you can't overcome. A lot of great points there, for sure. Um, I preach to everybody, like, affiliate is such an efficient channel, and and you just can't. I just haven't seen a situation where you overinvest in that, right? I, I think it's a, it's very efficient. And then I agree with you. Uh, you know, at Viglink, we um, we were kind of pivoting. I don't I don't know if they're still doing this or not, but we were pivoting towards uh, alternate pay models as well, like a CPC and things like that. And and it's absolutely something. Our outcome engine does the same thing. Um, they work in a lot of different models, like. CPL and, and CPC and CPM. And so there's, um, I agree, like in order to scale this channel, we're going to have to be looking at other ways to to spend. Ultimately, it's going to continue to back into efficiency, I think. One of the single best questions a brand can ask a publisher, especially a content commerce type publisher that we've been talking about, is how do you measure me against other brands? Because they're not measuring it based on the total commissions they make or the conversion rate or the commission rate. Uh, they're measuring it either by average revenue per visitor or cost per click. Meaning when people leave our site to go to yours, whether they buy or not, what is the average earnings that we're getting per click? And that is not how brands look at their partnerships. So you've got kind of disparate perspectives here that don't, they're not congruent. And I think if you can align or at least understand both perspectives and even get that measurement. Like, how are we indexing compared to our peers that are trying to spend money with you? Because uh, it, it might not be solved by increasing your commission rate. There might be something else that needs to be done. And again, at the end of the day, these publishers are going to lean in to the brands that are paying them what they're measuring, what they're gold for, right? That are helping them hit their goals. So, you know, I always say, if you pay me a 10% commission, another brand pays me 100% commission, well, 100% of zero is still zero, right? If they're not converting. So the commission rate isn't always just the greatest thing. It's, 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 a, it's a, a tool, but it's really trying to understand how the publisher is being gold and what's important to them and, and align that also, you know, how, what's important for the brand. And what, where do they have to stay? I mean, some of them can't get outside of the guardrails, right? They are limited, but, um, you know, look, even knowing that you're not indexing well is better than not knowing at all. And my, you know, if you can't do anything about it, it still should know, right? Cause then, you know, you're limited to success with this partner and you can maybe push that up the chain. Look, this is what's holding us back here. We could do more with these, but here's how our peers are, are what they're doing, right? We're, we're number nine. We're number nine, you know? <laughs> You know, everybody worries about being number one keyword. Well, it's the same thing here, right? There's a lot of value too to those reports that platforms put out around, you know, the the what a competitive set is paying in terms of of commissions. But um, you know, you'd be surprised too at how many brands don't understand their own LTV or or their own financials around how to set a commission rate. They just like look at their competitors and say, "I've got to be it." you know, are, are, they're so low, I can be at 5%, right? And I'll still get the traffic that I want. Um, we used to, uh, you know, we used to get called all the time at Viglink and saying, 
how can I get more traffic out of you guys? And, and it's, it was just very Darwinian, right? It was, you know, it was an algorithm that just assigned the winning click to whoever um, was paying the most. And, um, and so uh, I would just say, raise your damn commission, man. <laughs> That's how you get more traffic out of us. Yeah. And I think the, the placement fees come into that, or even like, you know, a lot of these publishers that are shifting to CPC or, or they're, they're, they're willing to take a CPC deal or a, a hybrid. Hey, I'll pay you 50 cents or a dollar per click or 8% or 10% commission, whichever is greater. So that there's at least that we know where our traffic's worth this much because of the CPC. And then there's an upside if we can convert better and uh, drive more revenue. So, you know, the, the 8% could, could bake, bake, bake out to be a higher CPC, um, but you're paying on a, solely on a performance. So it's like a little bit of a shared risk. You know, I think this, I've said this numerous times, you know, I always say that buying media on a, on a risk spectrum, it goes from CPM, CPC to CPA and on the CPM and the publisher assumes no risk. They're, they're showing an impression and they make money. On a CPA, the brand assumes no risk because they're just waiting for sales to come in and you can promote me for free all you want, right? And CPC is really the, the shared risk, right? They're leaving my site and going to yours. There's nothing I can do anymore. I've, my job is done. And I think there's this nagging kind of worry in the back of brands, heads of fraud, you know, that, hey, I'm going to pay for clicks that aren't real, they're bots, or, you know, that now this publisher is going to generate twice as much traffic overnight and it's not, it doesn't have any intent, right? But I, I think those days are gone. I think there's enough technology to monitor and measure that. And especially if you're paying on unique clicks, the risk is very, very low. I mean, it was always also in the performance piece of this historically, you know, you just withhold payment if there was something fishy going on in the program. But you're right that, you know, even in a model like a, a, a CPA, I, I mean, a CPC or a CPM model, the tools are so good now that they, they just can sniff out any sort of nefarious activity. Well, I'm definitely excited for the this continued evolution of the partnership economy. It's, um, it's been a fun ride, but I, I say this all the time. I've never felt more optimistic of where the industry is today and where it's going. I think it's going to be amazing for, um, everyone involved. There's not going to be any losers here. I think it's just going to grow and, and kind of circling back to what we were talking about earlier. I think the career paths are just, uh, exponentially greater. Uh, today and this is really the, the ultimate place to get your start because it's a lot harder than than buying media. I mean, there's work in media planning and things like that, but this is this has got everything, and that that's what's exciting about it. You definitely get a well-rounded education. Yeah, uh, agreed. And unlike unlike the programmatic side, you're forced to talk to people on a regular basis. So. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's great for people that, that enjoy building relationships because it, you know, as much tech as we build in this space and as good as it is, like ultimately it still just goes back to, it's a relationship based, um, uh, you know, partnership economy and, and, uh, and that's, that's a really fun place to be. Yeah. And that, that's the exact same reason that the, the career opportunities are so great because you do have real relationships with other people at other companies, it gives you those ins or that, that perspective. Um, like you said, you, you realized everybody was happy at agencies, but maybe you should go work at an agency and here you are. If I'm not smiling every day, then I, then I reconsider and I've been smiling every day.
Well, Craig, it's been great having you on here. I think we could have talked for another uh, 30 or 45 minutes. This is uh, always exciting stuff to talk about and uh, loved you sharing his, all the stories. Uh, that, to me, is really helps make all of this stuff feel more real and, and more concrete. So appreciate um, you coming on and, and sharing uh, what you guys do and um, your perspective on the industry. Well, thanks, Todd. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, I, I, there's nothing I enjoy more than nerding out about our favorite digital marketing vehicle. So, um, so yeah, hap- I really appreciate it. The partnership economy is in a constant state of evolution and has opened the door for creators, vloggers, and influencers to play a vital role shaping consumer buying behavior. This evolution is also providing many opportunities for career growth. This is no more true than today. Consumers have shifted control into their hands and are making buying decisions based on what they research. Although a product review on a brand site can be convincing, many consumers are looking at large publisher sites to supplement their research with genuine feedback on products before they decide to buy. It is also key to note that the economics on approaching partnerships has changed and brands should consider what payment structure makes the most sense due to large publishers and creators receiving sometimes thousands of inquiries a week. This is why agencies can be a great resource for brands if they want to tap into certain relationships with sought-after content creators and sites to help ensure they get the best return on ad spend. It was awesome and insightful to have Craig on the show. Thanks for listening and I look forward to next time. Thanks for listening to The Partnership Economy, brought to you by Impact.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the show and rate and review it on Apple Podcasts.